Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Time. There's nothing more valuable. It's what drives everyone to make the most of every moment. We celebrate living large in the now. In a city where time disappears, we create experiences that electrify the soul and memories that will last forever. We go big, we go all night, and here, everyone is invited. So get loose and get loud. This is Circa. You'll have the time of your life. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hello and welcome to the Arash Markazi Show presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California. 98.5 The Bet in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. 95.1 FM and AM 760 in Hawaii. Uh, we were in Indianapolis for NBA All-Star Weekend. It is normally one of my favorite weekends of the year, and it still is. But wouldn't it be nice to see a little bit of competitive basketball, a little bit of competition? Um, they tried to go back to the classic format, East versus West, classic format of the team that scores the point, the most points wins. You know, they did away with, you know, Team LeBron, Team Giannis, target scoring, all that stuff. What ended up happening is we got a 211-186 game. That's right. One team scored 211 points, the most in NBA All-Star history. The Eastern Conference scored 211 points. And the most points, by the way, was not scored in that conference. Carl Anthony Towns came off the bench for the West and had 50 points. That's right, 50, but he did not win most valuable player. Most valuable player went to Damian Lillard. It was game time as Damian Lillard scored 39 points for the winning side, the Eastern Conference. And listen, I, I, I thought, uh, uh, you know, it was a fantastic All-Star weekend, generally speaking, but they do have to figure out a way. They do have to figure, uh, uh, they have to figure out how these games can be a little bit more competitive. You can't have a situation in the fourth quarter where one team is leading by, you know, 25 points and, uh, they're, they're scoring 211 points and it's a layup line in a dunk contest. Um, I was at the post-game press conference. Let's now hear from Damian Lillard and LeBron James. First, Damian Lillard, uh, who won most valuable player and LeBron James, who, by the way, Flew in for the game and was the last, uh, basically, basically just, uh, walked off the court as they were presenting the trophy, did his quick post game press conference. So let's hear from them now, beginning with most valuable player, Damian Lillard. Um, I guess, <laughs> how symbolic was it to a degree that your first made three was from the logo on Jerry West? And then how did that sort of translate into what, what you did tonight? I think I just you know you just got to keep shooting the ball, and I think in a game like this, you know it's going to be pretty loose, and you're going to get your opportunities. Uh, being in the, the starting lineup, I knew I'd play longer stretches, get more minutes, and um, I just told myself I'm gonna I'm gonna be aggressive and I'm gonna keep firing. I saw a couple go in, and after that, it was just like I'm going after it. So that was it. Eric, back right. Uh, so you must have got pretty loose for the two half quarters. Like you're feeling pretty loose at that point. The first one, I was I was super, super loose. Then the last one, I was actually kind of stiff, you know, so I just had to shoot it a little bit higher, but I got two of them in, so. 
you had mentioned uh, that it's me again. <laughs> you, you had mentioned that you know this is cool for you getting your first start, being here with the teammate, and, and kind of being able to show Giannis like, yeah, this is how people around the league view yeah. me. Um, just what do you feel like this weekend accomplished uh, overall? Uh, I think overall it's just you know our lockers was next to each other's. Um, you know when you you go somewhere outside of your team with a teammate, you usually naturally turn to each other more you know just a lot of conversation we sharing our own experience away from this you know when we get around other groups uh, our coach was the coach so you know a lot of our staff was around the whole time I think it was just a a positive uh, weekend for us you know because we just had a lot of interactions uh, we was able to have conversations about you know where our team has been lately and what we want to do how we could help each other better and I think when you can break away from not only the season and have all-star break, but also break away from the team and us be able to just be man-to-man and um, kind of just bond like that, I think it's always, it's always helpful. Um, and like, like you said, you know, me being able to come here and see, you know, how he's viewed around the league and him to also be able to come here and, and see how I'm viewed around the league, you know, and I think that just helps, you know, with any type of dynamic when you're trying to accomplish what we're trying to accomplish. Tim, last row under the camera. Dame Tim Reynolds with the AP. Congrats on the double trophy weekend. Um, there were like a million records tonight, and then I, know, I heard you say in the TV interview that you guys wanted the scoring record. Yeah. How you know the league had been talking about wanting this game to be more competitive, but yeah. it seemed like you guys enjoyed this too. It, it, is this what it should be? Is this what an All Star game should be? Do you think the fans enjoyed it? And how much do you enjoy seeing a two up there on the scoreboard for the first time probably ever? Um, I think uh, people who are fans of the game, you know, they they love it. You know, they enjoy being entertained. And I think it could be more competitive. Uh, you know, I think in our game right now, it's such a fast-paced game. We play a lot of games. Uh, the game has probably also had more injuries than it's ever had, you know. And trying to manage your body, trying to, you know, protect yourself and not get injured and take away from what you ultimately want to accomplish, I think is something that we prioritize. But uh, it's, a, it's a lot that goes on, you know, when you come here for this game. And usually our preparation to get ready to compete, it looks a lot different than it looks when we come here. And this weekend was a lot better than the, than the past. But um, I think when the game is any type of loose, you know, if it's not a game where you've got a scouting report and you locked in and a lot is on the line and you know guys too talented it's going to make a lot of threes um that's the kind of game that it's going to be i think 200 is a lot you know to be scored it just shows that you know we didn't go out there and compete like i guess you would you would want us to or whoever would want us to but um i think that's just what it is um you know guys are talented make a lot of shots we hit a lot of threes and that was it standing on the right dave Dame, you're the only other guy in league history besides Michael Jordan to win an event on Saturday night and follow it up with league MVP. First of all, just what's it like being in a one-of-two category with MJ? And then furthermore, kind of alluding to what Eric was asking you about, considering all the change that you've been through this year, was there any extra sense of validation to this weekend? Uh, I mean, anytime you mentioned in the, the same category as Mike, it's a... You know, it's an honor and it's a, a major accomplishment, even if it's All-Star Weekend, you know, because if it, if it was that simple, more people would have done it since 1988. So, I mean, that's a, a major accomplishment for me to be mentioned in the same conversation as far as that. 
And uh, like like you said, it's been a tough year. You know, just the transition, being on enough a, a new team. You know, we've had three coaches since I've been there. We've had you know coaches leave, um, moving across the the country. You know, I've been on the West Coast my whole life with my whole family right there. You know, just a, a tight group, always in place. Uh, and I think this. Anytime you have these types of uh, experiences where you have an adversity and things not just flowing like you expected to or like you would wanted to, I think that's the time that you got to just show, you know, who you really are. You got to keep doing what you do, keep believing. And uh, uh, when you do that, usually it comes back to you. You know, it's some type of reward that comes for it, but you just can't fold. And that's that's what my mentality is. Um, and I did come into the weekend, you know, and I knew I was doing a three-point. I was like, I'm going I'm to come to win. You know, I ain't going to come be casual and try to be cool about it. I'm going to try to win it again. And I'm going to come in the All-Star game, my first start. I know I'm going to be on the floor a lot. And, um, you know, I'm a vet in this game at this point. So um, why not try to go go get an MVP, you know, since I've been here enough. And um, I saw the ball start to go in, and I did that. But I wouldn't say it was validation. I would just say it was just a, a something that I put my mind on, and I was like, I'm a, you know, that's gonna be what what my intentions are this weekend, and I was able to do it. Going to do the last two, Tim here, and then over here in the third row. Tim, to follow up on before, you know, Adam Silver said yesterday he expected there to be a good game. There was a lot of discussion about it being more competitive. Do you think that was a good game? And if not, is there anything that can realistically be done to change that, or is it just a matter of? being in the middle of the season needing a break guys trying to stay healthy it's just kind of sort of is what it is with what the game is going to be I think something could be done about it um, I'm not sure what but I think it, there's a way for to to make it a more competitive game I don't think anybody's going to play in it like it's the playoffs but it's a way to to get guys to come to the table and, and just play a more solid game I guess um, but I did think it was a good game you know anytime the crowd is is engaged and you're hearing oohs and ahs and um, things like that because the crowd does not enjoy what they see and they're just not going to say nothing. You know, I've seen it. They'll just Definitely. sit there and watch. But um, I thought it was enough moments uh, to be excited about and to enjoy watching, but it was just too many probably leak out, you know, go get a dunk, go get a layup type of moments. And I think if we could just limit those, um, you know, people probably wouldn't feel the way they feel sometimes about it. If we can just try to limit it, but it's, it's going to happen. Sometimes it probably just can't happen as much. Last Dave, question here on the third row. Dave, um, is there a moment to reflect? Um, it feels like the, the All-Star game is kind of like a in-between points between one half of the season and the, the second one. Is there a moment to reflect on a weekend like this with all the events? And um, what's, uh, what's something you're looking forward to just the second part of the season? Um, I think this is, this is the most success I've probably had in a in one all-star weekend um, had a few launches with some of my partners you know I won the three point one final uh, the all-star game MVP so uh, it's been a successful weekend and I think anytime you you get to be a part of this that's what anybody would would want you know you want to come here and, and have success so I had that And it's just been a good break, you know, just being around my, my family, uh, being able to just do the things that I've always done. Uh, but going forward is just like a, you know, you got to recharge and get ready for the, the closing stretch and uh, try to just get our team to where we need to be so we can uh, go after what we want to accomplish this season. Thank you, Damien. For sure. No. All right. Don't even we'll take try. <laughs> first question. Uh, Kobe, got one on the right? 
Uh, LeBron, you did mention pregame that you, you know, be limited in minutes tonight. Just physically, how are you feeling coming out of it, especially in light of the ankle injury you spoke on? Um, feel pretty good. I mean, I feel okay. You know, I definitely wasn't going to put too much pressure on the game tonight for me physically. You know, um, <clears throat> I want to try to be as healthy as I can be. You know, when we, you know, get this last part of the season, it's very important for us. So, you know, I got to make sure of that. Next row back, Dave. LeBron, you said you're going to seek further treatment on the ankle. Will that treatment prevent you from playing Thursday in Golden State? Do you know yet? Um, possibly. It possibly could. Um, depends on, um, you know, the recovery, uh, the recovery process. So um, possibly, but uh, we will see. Next question right here. You are an idol around the world. You shift almost everything a player bring off. What is the great dream for LeBron James? What else are you pursuing? Um, you know, I'm just still, I just, my, my love for the game. I'm not pursuing anything, um, but my love for the game runs deep. So just trying to give everything I can to the game until I have nothing left um, in the sense of just my love. Um, it's not about the physical or things of that nature. It's just about the pure joy of going out and playing a game that I love. And, um, you know, I, I know I know I don't have much time left, um, but while I'm out there, I just try to play with a lot of joy and a lot of fun. Tim, standing on the right. Bron, 211 to 186 is uh, things we've never seen in an all-star game. You know that Adam and others from the league have talked about making yeah. it more competitive. Is this what players want, though? Is this, you think, what fans want, too? Um, I don't know. I mean, I think it's something we need to figure out. Um, you know, I don't know where's the median because this is what this is what a lot of the games are starting to look like now, too. You know, we wanted to, you know, um, get more, you know, more pace into the games. We want to get more shots. We wanted the game to be more free-flowing. Um, we stopped letting the game be, um, you know, freedom of movement, a lot of freedom of movement now, and that's what a lot of our games is in the regular season now. They let us tighten up in the postseason. Um, so it's a, it's a deeper dive into a conversation of how we can um, shore up this game. Um, obviously, from a player's perspective, you know, it's fun to get up and down, but at the end of the day, our competitive nature don't like just being able to just have free-flowing scoring like that. So, um, But the, I think the, the good thing that came out of tonight is none of the players um, were injured and everybody came out unscathed or, you know, how they were before the game started. So, um, but... So it's a deeper conversation. Dan, third row in the center. LeBron, kind of two really quick for you. Um, there was a social media post going around of you dunking in your first ever All-Star game. Nope. You're doing it again tonight, kind of almost the exact same kind of signature one-handed dunk. Um, big picture to do this 20 times um, now that you've done it. Um, how did that sit with you? And then also I want to ask you about the moment you had with Oscar pregame uh -huh. and, and how important that was for you. Yeah, I mean, one um, – I don't know, man. It's just super, super surreal and super crazy and just, just very humbled and blessed that I can be able to still perform, you know, on this stage at this at this point in my career and be able to um, do some of the things that I did 20 years ago. Um, I think that's that's pretty cool. Um, I always acknowledge the greats. Um, I, understood, I understand the greats that came before me and the people that laid down the foundation for this sport to be as great as it is today. And I happen to be a recipient of that. And um, because of Big O and so many other great players, obviously, if anybody know my history, they know how much of um, how much I admire Big O, um, not only for what he contributed to the game, but also what he still for off the floor as well. Um, 
you know, we've always had a really, um, really cool relationship. And every time I get an opportunity to see him, we just pick it back up where we left off. So uh, to see him tonight was a uh, was a treat for me. I didn't I didn't expect to see him. I didn't know that he was going to be here. So it was a treat for me to see him again. Front row on the right. Yes, uh, LeBron. What kind of uh, improvement have you seen on the game of uh, Victor Wembanyama, and uh, what do you think about his season? Thank you. Uh, well, I've been asked about. Uh, You know, Victor before, and I just think um, he's going to continue to get better and better and better and better. The more games he play, um, he has one of the greatest coaches in, in, in basketball history and Coach Pop, so he's going to learn the game and learn it the right way just by being around Pop. I mean, Pop is one of my favorite guys, so. Um, but the kid is special, and he's going to continue to get better and better. Um, you know, if he's doing this at, what, is he 19 right now? Um, he's, just imagine what he's going to look like at 21, 22, and like, you know, so. Uh, special kid. Front row Aussie, center. Aussie Bird said with the Maroon Tiger at Morehouse College, um, as as a historic vet veteran, um, seeing players like Bancaro and, and, and other players coming into their first years as All-Stars, as All-Stars, uh, what is that like for you seeing them be established now? Uh, it's, it's awesome. Um, I remember my first All-Star game and looking up and seeing the likes of like Allen Iverson and Kobe Bryant and Kevin Garnett and all those guys and that was just like an awe and you know, so, um, you know, just, You know, to see guys um, in their first All-Star games, like you said, Paolo and the rest of the guys here, that was, it's just it's special, special for them. Um, I think you've seen the raw emotion that Jalen Brunson uh, showed when they asked him, you know, after a Nick game, how he felt to be an All-Star. You just saw that raw emotion. That's how much he cares of just being acknowledged and, you know, the hard work paying off for him to be a first-time All-Star is just super cool. And, you know, um, to be a part of their moment, because this is their moment, um, it's something that I can uh, look back on and be like, that was a cool moment. Last question on the right side. LeBron, Nicaragua, Slam, Philippines, and Titan out of Manila. We spoke this time last year, and you talked pretty eloquently about the common values that you have, one of the game's greats, with a young Filipino kid who's falling in love with basketball, maybe in a way that Filipinos very uniquely do. I wanted to talk about one of those values, the value of hope. Uh, you've been through a lot of adversities in your life, in your career. What helps you find silver linings? What helps you have maintain hope? And also, how important is it to be a silver lining for uh, for people who need it? I think, um, you know, for me, what what how I find a silver lining is also looking at just my upbringing and looking at now the kids that's in situations that I was in when I was younger. You know, trying to be an inspiration to them, uh, letting them understand that there is. Um, There is a way out, and uh, I was one of the kids that made it out. So it's my it's my responsibility and my duty to let them know that, you know, no matter what you're going through, there is a path out. You know, and uh, you know if you just commit to your dream and you can make that dream become a reality. You know, and um, I think that's what it's all about. Um, you know, I've shared a great day, a great uh, relationship with with the Philippines and Titan, and uh, you know us having that that. Um, You know, we share some of the same core values, and I've always respected that. Even, you know, when I went over there and spent a lot of time in, in, in the Philippines and Manila. So, um, but sometimes that's all a kid has is hope, and, and that's okay. And as long as you don't give that up, don't don't ever give that up because it's, uh, you know, it's always brighter on the other side for sure. All right, that was Damian Lillard, most valuable player in the game, and LeBron James. LeBron James, by the way, uh, blew in. Sunday morning for the game, did his uh, pregame press conference um, over three hours before the beginning of the game and uh, flew out immediately. Uh, when I say flew out immediately, 
um, after the game was over. They, they were still shaking hands and about to do the trophy presentation when LeBron James, still in his warm-ups, walked into the press conference room. Uh, 99% of the players were still on the court, uh, quickly uh, conducted that seven-minute press conference, uh, walked out hopped on a flight back to, to Los Angeles. So, um, and listen, I get it. This is his 20th All-Star Game record-breaking All-Star Game, by the way. No one else in league history. He had uh, had had been tied with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and now he alone has played in the most NBA All-Star Games in league history. Um, just an amazing career. So, listen, no fault of his that he doesn't want to be here for the entire week. It was cold. I'll, 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 I'll just say it the way that it is. Uh, the, the, these last few, uh, de- the destinations that the league has picked, whether it's been, um, Indianapolis or Salt Lake City or Cleveland, um, have not been warm. But these, the next two NBA All-Star games should be a little bit better. We're going to be going to San Francisco in 2025 and then, uh, in Los Angeles at the Intuit Dome in 2026. Uh, when we come back, speaking of LeBron James, wanted to play for you the entire press conference he did before the game. He really touched on a lot of things and really had a special moment with one of my colleagues. Um, so wanted to play that for you when we came back. Uh, so let's leave it there for now. When we come back, more from LeBron James right here on the Mighty Air 1090 in Southern California, the Bet in Las Vegas, and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. We'll be right back with the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Time. There's nothing more valuable. It's what drives everyone to make the most of every moment. We celebrate living large in the now, in a city where time disappears. We create experiences that electrify the soul and memories that will last forever. We go big. We go all night. And here, everyone is invited. So get loose and get loud. This is Circa. You'll have the time of your life. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Welcome back to the Arash Markazi Show presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio, Southern California. 98.5 bet in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 FM and AM 760 in Hawaii. Just as a reminder, if you have a question or comment or want to win tickets to an upcoming game in Southern California, Las Vegas, or Hawaii, call our hotline 310 310- 400-0340. As we touched on in the last segment, LeBron James played in his 20th NBA All-Star game. A record. Uh, flew in for the game Sunday. Flew out immediately after the game was over. Prior to the game, um, as he did a year ago, he did not take part in the normal media day. Uh, he did a press conference prior to the game on Sunday. Um, and for the majority of the press conference, it was a normal press conference where LeBron James hit on a lot of different topics, uh, really sort of a state of the league uh, by LeBron James, you know, talking about uh, offense, defense, whether he's going to be a part of Team USA at the Olympics in Paris, things of that nature. And at the very end, last question, went to USA Today reporter Jeff Zilgit. Uh, Jeff is uh, perhaps, I, I would say, one of easily the most beloved reporters that we have in the field of just an absolute amazing human being. And um, he, he's gone through a lot. 
over the past nine uh, years or so. Yeah, he's, he's had cancer surgery. LeBron has wished him well in the past. And when LeBron saw that Jeff had the last question, he had the biggest smile on his face. And LeBron basically said, how bleeping great it is to see you, Jeff. And so I wanted to play that for you now, just because it was a special moment pregame. It meant a lot to Jeff and it meant a lot to us and his friends and colleagues. And so wanted to play for you that play for that for you uh, now. So here is LeBron James before the NBA All-Star Game. Kobe Price, uh, Southern California News Group. LeBron for you, an NBA record, 20th All-Star selection. Uh, what has All-Star Week and specifically the All-Star Game meant to you in your career and how has that evolved, if it's evolved, from your early stages to now? Um... Well, I think as a kid, you know, growing up and loving the game of basketball and, you know, watching NBA All-Star uh, weekend and seeing that Sunday game, um, you know, always had dreams and visions if I was able to play the game at a higher level and, you know, give everything to the game. Hopefully I could be a part of that game someday. So um, it's just been an absolute honor to be able to, to grace the floor, you know, um, throughout my career um, and be out there with the greatest players in the world, you know. So a year in, a year out. So this is very humbling, very, very blessed. And it's um, something, I, obviously, I would never forget, obviously, part of my journey. LeBron, you missed the last game prior to the break in Salt Lake City because of the left ankle. Did you seek any treatment on it in the days leading up to the All-Star game? What's your plan in terms of minutes tonight? And how can you manage that and just your health in general to try to get this team as far as it can go the remainder of the season? Yeah, I mean, that's most important, um, you know, and uh, yes, um, did seek treatment throughout the last few days, um, trying to get my ankle as strong and as back um, to where I feel, you know, confident that I can, you know, finish off this last third of the season. So um, I won't be playing the entire game tonight for sure. Um, I get out there, run around with the young guys for a little bit then. Uh, shut it down at some point to kind of give my body and, op- and my ankle, more importantly, another opportunity to, um, you know, to rest. Um, definitely, going, I'm seeking some more treatment um, tomorrow. You know, I'm going into this week because uh, we have, a, you know, quite a few days this week as well. We're gonna play to the end of the week. Uh, see how that go. Um, but the most important thing for me is definitely my health, where I'm at right now, and um, you know where our team is leading. You know, we're we're trending in the right direction, but. You know, obviously with our Laker team, it's been about health all year. So I'm trying to do what's best for for me, for the betterment of the team. Dan, back left. LeBron, um, in year 21, how, how are the ways that you affect the game? How, how has that changed and in terms of both, you know, methods and frequency? And how has that affected, do you think, the players around you? And has it given guys opportunities to maybe take on more roles, b- bigger opportunities for guys? Yeah, um, I think for me... Um, you know, I can affect the game in, in a lot of ways, um, you know, and, you know, at this point in my career, it, it's still the same way. I can affect the game with, you know, being being on the ball, being off the ball, um, cutting from the weak side, slashing from the weak side, running in transition. Um, I have the ability to shoot the ball in space um, at more frequency, at more high level than I was early in my career. Um, so I've worked on that, but um, my mind is just sharper. Um, than anything you know it's allowed me to go out there and sometimes just outthink the game and not have to physically be opposing you know out on the floor for 40 minutes or 42 whatever the case may be I'm out there so um, you know I could pick my spots um, you know when I need to you know be more aggressive offensively or less aggressive and allow you know guys like D'Lo and AR to to you know 
in order to run a team and I could play off the ball, whatever the case may be. Um, you know, being able having a, a, a dominant threat like AD, being able to throw the ball to him and just kind of just wait to see what the defense is going to do and play off of that. So, um, you know, just I guess I'm just a lot more smarter than than I was in my, you know, first ten years compared to these, you know, these last ten years. Standing on left, Law. Hey, LeBron, uh, Law Murray at the Athletic. Uh, just want to talk about defense on the on the day of the All Star game. Um, you've been in the league for so long where. The three-pointer and the importance of it has changed, and I think we talk about uh, how uh, that shot is shot more often than how it's defended. So from your perspective as someone who, especially now, has to defend so many threes on, on your team defense, like what's your perspective on how it's changed and what you can do to defend threes? Well, I think um, each game is um, going to dictate what your defense you know, allows you to do or what you want to take away. Um, at the end of the day, NBA teams, um, we're all NBA players. Um, you can't take away everything. Guys are going to score. Guys are going to shoot threes. Guys are going to put up numbers. You can't take away everything. So you got to be willing. It's what you're willing to give up, not what you want to take away. So, uh, But every team is different. You know, every, every team's portfolio is different of how they attack the game. And if you do your, you know, you do your scouting, you do your research, you know players' tendencies, then you can, you know, be proactive more than reactive um, and uh, you're absolutely right the game has definitely got to you know because of uh, analytics um, when that tapped into our game it's more just like layups dunks free throws threes you know um, a lot of teams are trying to shy away from the mid-range a lot of teams are trying to shy away from um, a lot of other things that when I came into the league that was very important um, but um, so you know it's you know depending on the teams that you're playing you know the teams that um, want to shoot 40, 50 threes a game. You know the teams that want to shoot, you know, 25 to 30. Uh, you just have to do your scouting and be prepared for it. Tim, standing here on the left. Uh, Tim Adams, ESPN. LeBron, obviously it's your 20th All-Star game, setting a record. And for the last generation, you've been one of the faces of the league. And when you came into the league, there was a lot of talk about who was going to be the person to succeed Michael Jordan eventually as the face of the league. And now questions start to crop up of who eventually, whenever you decide to stop playing, will be able to succeed you in that role. And I was curious, as you sort of look forward, however long it is before you decide to stop, sort of how do you see that playing out and who do you see as potentially being able to do that? Well, I don't know, because um, when I came into the league, I didn't, I didn't look at myself as the face of anything. Um, you know, I didn't look at myself as the next Michael or the successor to Michael. Um, you know, I looked, when I came into the league, the first thing I thought about was that I have to start over now. You know, I have built my rep in high school from my freshman year to my senior year. Um, from being a 14-year-old freshman, I was 6'2", 180 pounds. And, you know, I was like, okay, well, how can I make a name for myself at St. Vincent St. Mary all the way to my senior year where I was uh, the number one player in the country? And that's the same thing I did when I got drafted. I did not come in with the mindset that I was the number one player in the country still. I came in with the mindset that I got to start over and I'm just one of 450 guys. Um, I think that's what allowed me to kind of just build and build and build. Um, I didn't think about being the face of the league. I knew I was being put in a position that was, um, you know, being the face of a franchise, the NBA franchise at 18 years old was very stressful and, you know, I knew the the odds were stacked up against me and a lot of people wanted to see me fail and I just kind of used that as like motivation and um, you know but at the same time understanding that I still have to be a professional you know um, I know it's a lot to ask for, for a teenager um, but I wanted to represent my family with the utmost respect represent my city with the utmost respect 
um, do it on the floor at a high level, but also do it off the floor, you know, at a, at a high level. And whatever came out of that came out of that. So, um, you know, we have a, a great young a group of guys in our league right now um, that's playing, you know, spectacular basketball and also, you know, are being, you know, great off the floor as well. But I don't think you just you just say, okay, well, this guy is the next person to be the face of anything. I just you have to just let it happen organically and um, and see what happens. But we have some great great players in this league um, that can carry anything if they put their minds when they want it. Standing on your right, Rachel. Hey, LeBron. I know you talked about the All-Star Game sort of in the breadth of your career, but I'm wondering about the particulars sort of at this point, your 20th version, 19th version. I remember your first All-Star Game, you saying, you know, you're looking around the locker room and Allen Iverson and Grant Hill and Vince Carter, and that felt so special. What is it at 19, 20 times in that feels special in particular at this age? Um, being here. I mean, um, you know, you still get that moment where now I'm looking in the locker room and I was Steph, it is AD, it's KD, it's Kawhi, you know, you got Joker, you know, Luca, all these guys, you know, and that's just a few of the names. Those are the guys in the West. So, um, you know, so you still have that feeling like, you know, this is pretty cool. Like, you know, I still, and at heart and like deep inside, I'm still like that 18 year old kid that came into this league from Akron, Ohio, which is like, you don't really have, many inspirations you know you you got to grab it from somebody and it's usually like a family member or, or a basketball coach or a football coach or a teacher or something like that it's not many like people like make it to being on tv or you know make it to being you know doing special things you know um that you believe is special like when you're a kid you think like you know musicians and people in sports and you know you think those are the only special people but actually it's like my little league coaches and my mom and my uncle and things of that nature, but um, I still have that feeling still. You know, I was just clowning with AD before I came in here. I looked to my left and see who was I was sitting next to. I'm sitting in between AD and, and Steph, you know, two of the probably the best players that's going to play this game. Obviously, we know what Steph is about. We know what AD is about, so it's just pretty cool still. Tim, standing back left here. Tim Reynolds, AP. LeBron, I know it's impossible to forecast what you're going to feel like four and a half months from now, but or how deep the season will go for you guys. But when you think about the Olympics, it's, it's 11 games at the most, but at the same time, it's five and a half weeks and a lot of miles. How, and knowing how much you put into keeping your body as, as great as you can keep it, how daunting does that feel? That, I guess how confident are you that if all goes right, you'll want to be there and you'll want to put yourself through the grind of it all? Yeah, I mean... Um... I mean, I told myself before the season uh, when I committed to being a part of the Olympic team, obviously it was all predicated on my health. Um, as it stands right now, I'm, I am healthy enough to be on the team and perform at a level that I know I could perform at. Um, but like you said, there's still time left in the season, still a third left in the regular season. Um, obviously, I don't know what you know the future holds as far as, as you know postseason, whatever the case may be. Um, but like you said, it's 11 games, but it is. It's five and a half weeks, and it's more... Um, it's more miles put on these uh, on these tires, you know, and uh, you know. So, um, but like I've always, if I'm if I'm committed, which I am, to Team USA, then I'm gonna commit my mind, body, and soul to being out there for Team USA, being out there representing our our, our country with the utmost respect, and, and go out and play. Um, but the one thing that I know for sure, I don't have to carry the load. I've never had to carry a load on any one of the three teams that I've been on, the 04 team, the 08 team, and the 12 team. I just try to implement what I do best um, and, and be as great as I can be out there on the floor in the minutes that I'm out there. And, um, 
you know, um, not sure obviously right now what the full team is going to look like, but from some of the names, um, I know I don't have to feel any pressure going out there to feel like I got to carry the team. Um, that's not, that's going to be a full 12-man roster that's capable of doing it both offensively and defensively on any given night versus any country in the world. Jeff, last question, back left. Jeff Zilge at USA Today. LeBron, when you, you sometimes react uh, when a, on social media when a guy scores 70 points, and it's happened a few times recently. What are you thinking when you watch that game in terms of the offensive ability to put up that many points? And then secondarily to that, do you see someone getting 80 and 90 the way the game is played today? In what circumstances is that going to happen? Um, first of all, it's fucking great to see you. It's so great to see you. Jeff, love this. And the fact that you got the last question is even greater. You tried to hide in the back. I love that as well. Love you, man. Um, wow, it's great to see you. Um, to your question, the league is, is so much scoring in this league. Um, you can't really put your hands on people too much. Um, you know, I think there's guys that have learned the ability to get to the free throw, free throw line very frequently out on the floor. Um, you have guys shooting 20. I've seen guys shoot 15 to 23s in a game. You know, if, um, we have some great scores in this game that, you know, when you see guys putting up 50s, 60s, you know, 70s, it's like you know, you're watching a game, you're like, oh, man, he was either at a heater, um, he caught fire. Um, you know, you're seeing guys this year, like, scoring, like, 40 in the first half, you know, um, I don't know. It's just, you know, you got so many great talents in this league. And what I sit here and say to I think guys can score 80 or 90. Yeah, why not? Um, it's, it's been done before. Um, and, um, you know, talent is talent, no matter what generation it is, from 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, all the way until now. Talent is talent. And, and great basketball and great scores are going to be great scores no matter what era they're in. So um, once a great score gets going, it's, it's really nothing you can do. Um, and once, um, I know you've asked this question before, and a lot of you guys ask, what does it feel like to be in a zone? Once a guy's in a zone, you can't, there's nothing you can do. If a guy decides he wants to stay in a zone, or you've seen Caitlin the other night when she broke the record, it's nothing you can do. There's nothing you can do. So um, if, if the game is flowing at a, at, a, at a very good pace, and you, you know, you, you got a heater from the mid-range. You got a heater from the free-throw line. You're making your threes. You know, if you shoot 15 threes and you make 10 of them, that's 30 points right there. You go to the free-throw line 15 times, you make another 13 or 14. That's 43 points right there. And, you know, and you, you can very easily, you know, make another 10, 12, 15 points from the, just from the two-point land and just be at 60, 70, 80. So, um, you know, I think it's possible. I mean, we've seen Kobe. We've seen Kobe do it. Kobe, obviously, I'm not going to put too many guys on Kobe's level, but when you, when you have a, a hot streak, we've seen Kobe live put up 81. Um, so, you know, I think it could be done. LeBron, I'll use the opportunity for a bonus question. Um, assuming you're... Of course close, you get a bonus question. You just don't have to ask that, of course. Uh, assuming that you're closer to the end of your career than the beginning of your career. Oh, for, I am. I promise you. Have you mapped out what that looks like to you in terms of 
how many more seasons, and then, you know, does it end with the team you're playing for right now? Um, I have not mapped out how many seasons I have left. Um, I know it's not that many. Um, I also don't know if I will, I was asked this question a couple of days ago, will you kind of take the farewell tour or will you kind of just Tim Duncan it? I'm 50-50. Um, I'm going to be honest because there's times where I feel like, I guess I owe it to my fans that's been along this journey with me for two decades plus to be able to give them that moment you know, whereas every city and whatever the case may be, and, you know, they give you your flowers or whatever the case may be, you know, and, and that seems cool. Um, but the other side of, I've never been that great with um, accepting, like, praise. I've, it's, a, it's a weird feeling for me. Um, I never really talked about it much, but it's just a weird feeling for me. So to, to go in each city, if that's the case, I don't know. I've seen, I've seen Mike's, I've seen Kobe's, I've seen a lot of guys. Um, I just don't know how much I, how I feel. I don't know if I will feel great about it. Maybe the only child in me, maybe. But, um, but I don't know. Um, but I am a Laker. And uh, I, I am I'm happy and been very happy being a Laker the last six years, and uh, and hopefully it stays that way. Um, but I don't have the I don't have the answer to how long it is or you know which uniform I'll be in. Hopefully it is with the Lakers. It's a great organization and so many greats. But but we'll see. I don't know how it's going to end, but it's coming. All right, that was LeBron James before the NBA All Star Game. A great again amazing moment between LeBron Jeff Zulgit from the USA Today, who had, you know, covered LeBron James for years back uh, uh, when LeBron was playing in Cleveland. Um, just a, a really a beautiful moment pregame. And again, kudos to Jeff for bringing up uh, perhaps the most poignant question of the day, uh, of the night, of the weekend, whatnot, is, is what does the future hold for LeBron James? And LeBron James said, quite frankly, listen, you know, my, my hope is to end my career with the Lakers. We'll see how that goes. We I, I don't know what the future holds. He also doesn't know whether he's going to, you know, do something uh, like uh, Kobe or Kareem, where he basically says, this is my last year, kind of doing that, uh, you know, farewell tour where he gets his uh, flowers from each team in each city. So we'll see how that all plays out. But just, uh, you know, that was certainly the highlight of the All-Star weekend, uh, that moment between uh, LeBron and Jeff. So, uh, uh, amazing time at the All-Star Weekend in Indianapolis. They did an amazing job hosting it. Uh, and again, it is on to uh, San Francisco for next year's All-Star Game before it comes back to Los Angeles and the Intuit Dome. That is all the time we have for today. Let's do it again tomorrow. Until then, this is Arash Markazi saying, stay safe and stay healthy. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.